what's up everybody and welcome back this week for the Loud Thumbs Podcast, your place for news, reviews, games, and brews. I'm one of your hosts, Nick. I am your other host, Josh. Uh, ready to hit up some Final Fantasy, man. Uh, yeah. Excited to see what you thought of it. You got your questions in the in the, in the the chamber, ready to fire them out? Locked and loaded, man. Yes, awesome, awesome. Well, that's, uh, that's what we're here to do tonight. We're going to do uh, a review. This is going to be our game cast that we're doing today. Uh, next week, Josh is going to be bringing Golden Sun, so I'm excited for that. i got to lock and load my questions as well. have not delved into that yet. That's going to be fun. So tune in for that next week. That's going to be a big deal. And uh, we're going to start off uh, tonight with cracking brews and doing reviews. I mean, it's right in the title. So uh, Hell yeah. we got to do it. Uh, we told you we would. So, uh, yes, this is the place for news, reviews, games, and brews. If you have not seen the show before or tuned into us on podcast platforms, we just crack brews and talk video games. You know, no matter what's going on in the world, we just like to chat and have a good time. So that's what we're here Always. for. And uh, there's there's plenty of places to find us out there. You can find us on YouTube, Twitch, uh, all podcast platforms. And we do shows live. So tune into us live. Uh, 7 p.m. on Fridays is when we try to start off. That's Eastern Standard Time. And you guys can chat with us right in the chat room there. It's really a good time. We like uh, getting the chat involved. So tonight is Final Fantasy 16. Uh, I have finished it. I did I did complete the story. I can't wait to talk some more about it a little bit nice. more in depth. Um, I had about 34 hours in it. So I was, I was definitely beelining that story. So we'll get into it here uh, <laughs> as we go. But uh, before we go too far... Um, we always crack that brew, and Josh over there, he always takes the lead. So Josh is about ready to crack a brew right after this. Hey, there he is. Hey. So this week, uh, no shock, it's another IPA. Uh, <laughs> but uh, this one's from a new brewery. I haven't had any of these guys before. It's um, Fathead, uh, Fathead's Brewing. This one's called Headhunter. Okay. Um, it says award-winning. I don't know if the breweries are award-winning or if the IPA is award-winning, but okay. uh, I'm, I'm hoping it's the beer, man. Well, I'll say award-winner is good, but yeah, the beer would be preferred instead of uh, getting <laughs> yeah. getting one of like their not-so-good ones. Their best brew is completely different. It's a stout, and here I am drinking the not-specialty. Right, exactly. That, that can kill an award for some people. Uh, it's this beer. This is this is, is, is the award winning. Okay. One. Yeah, it's good, man. Already won an this award is for actually Josh. really great. <laughs> um man, I don't know. It's 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 an IPA. I don't know. There's not really playing any games about it. It's it's a little citrusy, it's it's light, it's crisp. Um it's a little refreshing. Nice. It's plenty hoppy. Okay. Plenty hoppy, but it's, it's not alley. it's not overbearing. Not okay. like the one I had last week where like the hops kind of like really sink in and kind of attack the that bitterness um they're fully there but they uh they're fully contributing to like a nice like complex palette of flavors okay very pleasant to drink would uh would definitely recommend i don't know if the rest of the brewery is good but that one's good <laughs> uh, it's, again it's called uh head hunter hell yeah awesome yeah man all right What'd before we week? <clears throat> before well, we move to me you know i'm a gentleman we do have a guest on the show tonight but Josh always takes the lead because I talk enough as it is. So I got to give that guy props. <laughs> but yes, uh, we're we're going to go to our guest tonight. Um, that is going to be my lovely wife, Heather. 
who has decided hey. to crack a brew, come talk uh, Final Fantasy with us. She was there for the journey. So why not have her on and then give another aspect of <laughs> of what we think. Uh, so take it away. You have something to crack tonight. We're going to we're going to talk about that now. Go for it. OK, I do. I have. I love coffee and I like to drink. So this is a rebel peppermint mocha. So we're going nice. to crack it and see what it tastes like. Watch out. That will spray. Shake keep, well, apparently. keep that away from equipment that will go everywhere. <laughs> Like oh, it does say to it shake is it to shake. It does say to shake it, but you're going to need to make like a left hand turn and like open that. Uh huh. See? Oh, I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hold on. Right. Yeah. I think you might. Oh, now it won't come open. Oh, yeah, there will. Go. yeah, it will. I got it. Okay. Oh, it looks like milk. Oh, it's that. It's that white of a color. Okay. And the coffee might not be in there very much for you. It's not. It's peppermint milk. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> well, well I, it, I love peppermint, but peppermint milk sounds <laughs> awful. That does not sound good. <laughs> well, if at any point you want to get up and go grab something more worth drinking, go ahead, because that does not sound pleasant to me. Or I might just add coffee to it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a solid call. Yeah, it, I mean, it's not bad, but it's definitely peppermint milk. Like, I don't even really taste the, like, alcohol in it. Okay. And that's just one of the, uh, what it's an, is it an Irish latte? What is it? No, this is, it's the same brand. This is the rebel. Oh, but it calls it a mocha latte, right? Yeah. This is the peppermint yeah. mocha latte. Okay. False advertising. The yeah, Irish one is better. On show, right. False advertising can't happen. Yes. Yes, we get misses. It's a PSA. We got to put it out there for everybody. <laughs> yeah. I'll drink definitely. it, but I might have to add some coffee to it. Okay. Well, that's fair. <laughs> bring coffee with you already so you're already ready to do that no i didn't oh, oh well oh well. <laughs> <laughs> all right well hey one hit one miss let's see uh let's see how the third one comes out let's get over to let's get over to me here um we have a tart series that's here from upland brewing that i decided to pick up two tarts of oh, okay two two of tarts goes is what it says instead of two of hearts two of tarts it's got like a a hand of cards on there which is uh, you can kind of see. Maybe. <laughs> I have the light problem like Josh now since I have new lighting. But <laughs> but yes, it's a, it's an ale with passion fruit and mango. And this is actually um, brewed in Bloomington, uh, Indiana, which is not very far from us, to be honest. It's not. It's only a few hours. So let's give this guy a try. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Heather, this is probably one you'd really like too. Actually, I gotta be honest. Of course. You might not love the aftertaste, but this is definitely—it's definitely in a sweeter realm than I expected. Cheers to the chat as well. Thanks for joining tonight. <laughs> hey. Um. Man, what is it about these goes or goza or goze? I still don't know how to say them, man. I don't care. But <laughs> I don't think any of these miss for me. There's something about them, like they just have that. They have that rich flavor in the very beginning. They're sweet with a touch of tart. And they just they just finish off well. They just have like a full flesh of flavors going all the way through. Um, this is really, really good. Um, yeah. And you do get the you do get the fruit flavors out of this one. Unfor unfortunately, some of the ones I've had here uh, as of late did not. They were just kind of like a pilsnery like fakeness to them or something. I don't know. 
at like a, a just the base but yes you know what in my experience too i think it's goza i think that's the right one that's how i was told initially uh but because they they I have they have, have like to have the, a miss out of those too thing above the e right there's like a thing above the oh e. yeah that changes it a little bit i'm not it just always makes me think of ghostbusters oh gozer <laughs> gozer the bar yeah what the gozer. gozer the barbarians the gozer gozer the gozer i don't even remember what it's called no i'm spacing right now all right okay we are gonna get into talking about some final fantasy but before we do that we definitely want to say thank you to all the patreon producers out there tonight so we're gonna raise raise a can and cheers to all the patreon producers we have out there that's caleb lynch zach mesra and brian coger appreciate it you guys are awesome. All right, all right. So it is time to talk video games, and that video game is Final Fantasy 17. And uh, yeah. we're going to toss up some footage for everybody to kind of watch here on YouTube. So if you guys are listening, uh, head over if you want to check the game out, if you haven't already, and see what you think of it. Uh, just just some early on footage, so there'd be nothing getting spoiled here. This is very early in the game. Um, if you played the demo, it may even look familiar from the demo. But um, uh, I mean, I already mentioned I played 34 hours of the game. I'm pretty sure, Heather, you were there for a good three quarters of that, I think. Maybe more. I would say I was probably there for like... 20 to 25 hours of it i mean you you are uh just full disclosure for everybody that knows our relationship that doesn't know it i should say she's the book reader and i'm the game player so that's how that works <laughs> so <laughs> all the tiktoks you see in the world that are like oh i like to play games and my wife just sits and reads a book in the same room with me completely silent but that's our relationship yeah that's kind of how we get along <laughs> That's pretty accurate. Yes. So <laughs> I'm a book nerd with my gamer too. guy. Yep, exactly. So it's like you're reading a book, but how much would you say the game drew your attention away from the book? Would you say? I'm curious because we, we haven't um, talked, by the way, guys. This is us talking <laughs> for the first time. <laughs> um, it was quite a bit. There was one night that you were playing, and I think it's when you were battling one of the bosses who I said looked like Thanos. Yes. Um, yeah, that really like caught my attention. And okay. I was like more watching out of the corner of my eye. And then I'd go back to my book and I was like, wait, where was I? Yeah. So, yeah, I definitely paid quite a bit of attention then. And then when you had your big final battle and then, of course, like little pieces in between, like for me watching you play this, like when the cinematic scenes came on and your cinematic fights and stuff, it felt like watching a movie kind of. So, yeah. That's what nice. really grabbed my attention the most. Yeah, so that that's a testament right there that it can, it does have the ability to pull a, a hardcore book reader out of her <laughs> out of her realm of book and bring her into uh, into the game. So that's pretty cool. I could see every once in a while I could see her stop reading, which then I was like, okay, she's actually kind of she's kind of into this story. This is good. <laughs> this is pretty cool. So um, that one of the reasons I wanted her on the show, obviously, because. She seemed to really enjoy it, and I thought, hey, why not have more perspective here? It, it's just, yeah. she would, she didn't play, but she watched, so, I mean, she can still, you know, throw two cents in when it comes to story and everything. Oh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. 
that is there were a lot of similarities like between that game and a few like shows and movies that we like that i think kind of helped pull it into yes exactly and i think uh i think that's where i want to start so that's a good segue because a lot of people and even myself uh kind of chalked it up to a feeling of game of thrones like that was the thing like it's a whole like mm. big political battle between a bunch of lords and and ladies and you're just kind of along for the ride but the more the game kind of started fleshing out the more i felt that's still sort of true but it really started giving me lord of the rings vibes as it started culminating. And the reason for that is because of the journey you go on. There's not so much of a journey that I feel in Game of Thrones because there's not like a lot of talk of travel or like, you know, going from one place to another. It's just like you're jumping around from place to place. Game of Thrones was more of the political side that I feel like Final Fantasy 16 had. Lord of the Rings is the travel side because you're traveling all across this map all the time. And you kind of have to imagine that even though you're going through a two second load screen, <laughs> you're traveling like days away. Like it's taking you days and days to get to these places. That really felt Lord of the Rings to me because it took them, what was it? Two, three years, Heather, for them to get to Mordor, right? From beginning to end. It was a very long time uh, to destroy. Yeah. The I, yeah. I, I don't, don't remember exactly how long it was, but it was long. Yeah. Now, I'm going to pull out a Game of Thrones defense here because the show didn't really it. do it justice <laughs> because <laughs> it did take a lot of time to travel in Game of Thrones. Like it wasn't, you know, TV magic makes it jump from place to place to place. But I get what you're saying about feeling like you were traveling. Like yeah. it was, you know, like days a, later when you'd end up where you needed to be. You're using the books as like your counterbalance is what you're saying. Like the books detailed it more. Yeah. Than, like, yeah. Yes, than the show did. And it was in the show, you know, for time's sake and getting all of the content in, you didn't see the traveling. Right, right. Exactly. You just well, basically were like, oh, they're here. Now they're there. Right. But <laughs> then again, like the uh, concept of the story is you're destroying these mother crystals. And every time that kind of happens, like I was kind of chalking that up to, you know, destroying a ring, you know, like because you really don't have that yeah. aspect in a, in a Game of Thrones. Um, and I thought it was an, an amazing mesh, um, but it was. It was amazing, like I, I really enjoyed the story more than I expected to. Um, that was one of my bigger worries, like playing the game in the demo. I was like, this is super fun. Like the gameplay was already like immediately like, yep, I will like this. But then story is always pretty big key for me uh, in games <clears throat> in general, uh, just as a gamer in general, I should say um, I prefer story. And I was I was definitely worried that it wasn't going to, you know, really attract me as much as it did. And it was that game where I'm not around and I'm thinking about it and I want to play it. And I'm going to do that like as much as possible. And I did like, yeah, it I think that's almost the first every game. night. <laughs> yep. That's going to say that's the first game you've like actually sat down and really played through in a while. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, probably. Oh man. 
I, I probably a year or more. It's, I'm thinking of Hogwarts Legacy as the last one, but there was also Star Wars Jedi Survivors in there. Uh, I sat down and finished that one in about a week. Um, but yeah, I was a couple hours every night and Sundays, several hours, you know, playing, playing away on it. And it always kept me wanting like to know what was going to happen next. Like it had my hooks in me. And Josh, I had mentioned to you, nice. I think on a, pro, a pre-show or a post-show, uh, we were just chatting about how the demo needed to go like five more minutes and I would have been like yeah. day one purchase. Yeah, to get the full hook. Yeah, yeah. yeah, for sure. Because there's a big thing that happens just after the demo cuts off. So for a lot of people out there, if you liked <laughs> it up to the demo and the story was kind of hitting you, but not there, I I bet this game digs in pretty deep to you because it was, it was a big little twist thing that they did and it really sunk its teeth into me. And I was... I was along for the ride. I was like, yes, this is a lot of fun and it's a very cool story. And I like nice. the the brotherly love and the family thing. And, you know, it's kind of a it's kind of like a broken family and like a bunch of, you know, drama happening. So it's it's got a lot for a lot of people in it. Like there's something I think to love from almost anybody in the story. It's really, really well done. Hell yeah. Now, that's really good to hear because I know story has been <laughs> a real like giant focal point for final fantasy um as much as i've known it uh you know i haven't played the other 15 games right uh, or all of them i played a few others but um i know it's been like a a big focal point and all and all that and um heather bringing up the the cinematics uh final fantasy has always been like also really like big on their cinematics like even back in the day they would make take time to like pretty much make movie level like yes. cinematics outside of their like regular you come back to your like ps1 gameplay after watching like full scale <laughs> animated stuff <laughs> it was a little bit jarring sometimes but they've always been really known for like their like intense high level visuals so that's really great to hear too oh yeah yeah, yeah there were a couple of, of cut scenes that were like long like because that's kind of what really caught my interest at first because i was like wait are you watching a movie and he was like no it's a cutscene in the game Shh. and i was like okay and i was like oh <laughs> yeah yeah that's pretty typical for final fantasy uh as far as i've known it yeah and that's still there i mean i i know this game had a lot of like discourse out there in the world where it was like was it was it really a Final Fantasy game? It didn't feel like Final Fantasy to a lot of mm-hmm. people. I, I'm here to say right in the beginning, like I can't attest to that because the only other one I've played and finished was Final Fantasy X, and that's been several years ago, like two decades. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> you know, it's, it's one of those, I understand the difference, but I think this change was made for people like me. Uh, just point blank. I mean, the gameplay is so much more of a devil may cry um action rpg like third person beat em up more than it is heavy rpg like the rpg elements are there there's not the turn base anymore stuff like that there's not as many layers to the rpg so they've really kind of streamlined it a lot compared to the way that they've played in the past or or presented themselves in the past to their fans and new fans and yeah, that's a pretty heavy switch up because every other Final Fantasy is that was that is or at least was the quintessential RPG. Like when you think yeah. RPG, you thought Final Fantasy. There's no gaps in there. Um, so I guess that that does bring me to like one of my first locked and loaded questions here. Um, 
since uh, I guess take yourself twenty years back to Final <laughs> Fantasy Ten, because honestly, that's what that's one I think of when I think Final Fantasy, uh, partially because that's one of the few I've really heavily played as well. Um, do you think it it feels kind of still like Final Fantasy and and the same kind of in the same broad strokes that Breath of the Wild really changed up the format for Zelda? Do you think that's kind of what um, Square Enix did to Final Fantasy? Like, does it still have that DNA in it? That's a good comparison. I never really thought of that comparison with Zelda and where Zelda has gone from prior. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, excellent question. Yeah, I mean, I would have to say in in my opinion, yes. I feel like they've decided okay. that this is the new way they want to bring Final Fantasy to people because I currently, um, I mean, once Final Fantasy got into my skin here, I, I am now playing Final Fantasy VII Remake. That'll be my next game that I'm going to go through. And it feels so close to Final Fantasy 16, but it still feels like it has more of the, the Final Fantasy DNA in it on the remake other than 16, because it does have that situation where, you know, you can change up your spells and you can kind of do it on the fly and you are going into menus and out of menus and changing things and all that kind of stuff much more. than than you are in 16 16 kind of felt like okay i'm gonna build my i'm gonna build my loadout let's call it um because by the end of the game you end up with like five well you end up with a total of like eight different powers and you can choose three of them at any time so you need Mm. to choose those three and then within those three there are three abilities so you can you walk in with a total of nine powers that you can use besides just your hack and slash sword right these are like magical powers and got it that really feels like final fantasy to me still because you needed to still equip you know certain accessories or gems or you know spells uh magic you know whatever you want to call them when i played final fantasy 10 you had to go in with certain things ready to fight with or certain potions that would like take down damage and stuff like that and these (laughs) spells and accessories you can equip on uh, Clive, which is your main character. You can equip them on him. We'll do exactly that. They'll change up, you know, how you play, um, which I love, by the way, which I'll get into deeper when I get when you get deeper into gameplay. But I do feel like this is where, like, they decided in Final Fantasy VII Remake that they were going to change up the game some. And then 16 was still being made. And I think they went, let's change it up a little further and I, I kind of feel like they're going to dial it back, though. Like, I feel like they went a little too far with kind of it becoming just a hack and slasher where you find like a good like loadout that works on like all enemies. Sure. Maybe they take a little longer, but you still get through them kind of thing. I feel like they're going to dial that back and, and add more in with more dynamic, you know, choices to the player, yeah. that kind of thing. That makes sense. Um but a very good comparison because it does feel like the next generation, just like we got with Zelda from breath of the wild. And I, I absolutely, I enjoyed my whole experience playing this game. So I'm, I'm hoping they continue the same method and just continue tweaking the formula. Yeah. I mean, it as was long as they keep Torgal. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Torgal's pretty awesome. He's your, he's your pup. He's your dog. He goes with, he's a big old wolf. Oh, you got to keep the dog. Got, yeah, you got to. You got to. Yeah. Always got to pet the dog. <laughs> That's one of, one of the top <laughs> rules here at Loud Thumbs. Got to pet the dog. Got to. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, no, I mean, it makes sense that they're kind of... Um, sometimes the pendulum swings a little bit too far when you're doing uh, something new. Um, and it may not seem like it uh, now, because in retrospective, Breath of the Wild feels incomplete by comparison to Tears of the Kingdom. So, right. I mean, they found a winning format for them now, and they're just going to roll with it. And... It added a lot of elements back in. Uh, it's not out of the question. It had a lot of success. They were nominated for a lot of awards at the, the Game Awards this past season, and I don't, I don't see any reason for them to not capitalize on the new format that had so much success with. Yeah, that's how I feel as well. Um, it did. It did a bunch of things uh, while I was mentioning there for gameplay. I'm, I might as well just talk about it now, real quick. But it did a bunch of things that I would consider like amazing for the accessibility community and for people who just want to enjoy the story of the final fantasy games which i am one of those that's yeah. this guy here uh i, I enjoyed <laughs> the gameplay a lot but when i found this one particular setup uh i kind of stuck with it for the majority of the game probably like the second half of the game and it it simplified so much and i know a lot of people probably would hate it and wouldn't want to play the game that way but I was enjoying the story so much that I'd already played the gameplay enough to know how it works, what's going on, how to change accessories and, you know, your your magical abilities and all that. So I was I was fine with with continuing to experiment until I found something that worked for me fully. And they have these rings in the game that are under an accessory setup and I ended up getting one um, and it could have been there from the beginning, but I just didn't need it. was already having a great time that once you equip it, it essentially will do the combos for you. So if you oh, have like dexterity issues or, you know, timing, whatever, I mean, it's definitely an accessibility mm -hmm. sort of uh, accessory. I put that thing on and I'll tell you what, like, yeah, call me what you want, whatever. Like it made the game far <laughs> easier. Uh, I clearly, I was playing it on easy already. I wanted to play for the story. That's why I was there. So I put it on story mode and uh -huh. I had my fill of how you fight because it's, it's kind of a rinse and repeat. And got it. I was like, well, I'm only here for the story anyway. I'm going to toss the ring on and just see what happens. And you literally, you play the game and you could, you know, still play it the old way. You could, just not press square and continue switching through your abilities with the triggers. That's how they work. Left trigger, right trigger um, are how you would use Got those, it. but you could legit just make sure you're locking onto your targets, whoever you wanted to lock onto and just keep mashing square um, and just take them out. Like it would do the, the proper things like the game was, it was obviously designed for this setup. And I thought on top of it, making it, you know, story driven and allowing me to focus more on the story which i was loving it also made the game look badass like i didn't look i was look like i was being <laughs> stupid it looked super yeah. cool i was like i was fucking getting chills and was like hell yeah like this that's some dope shit like things that i know i can be completely honest i wouldn't have been able to pull off on my own like i wouldn't have been able to do half of them because it was some just cool ass shit that was happening <laughs> and i thought that was absolutely amazing that that was even in the game and i just kind of ran over it by happenstance once i found it i was like oh what's this like oh square for combo okay cool and yeah, that's what it is. It's legit like 
play the game, enjoy the story, and when you run into bad guys, just press square and, you know, continue to move toward the enemies, and that's it. Like, and you're going to have a great time, and obviously Heather had a good time watching, and... I did. It was super cool, and I, I think more games should do that kind of stuff, because now I still have the, you know, I have the fortitude where I, oh, I could go back and drop, you know, drop the ring, kick it up to normal or a little more difficult, and just see how, you know, yeah. much I get my ass kicked and go from there you know but uh i thought that was just a super cool thing to put in the game and i haven't seen that in too many of them and i know final fantasy 7 remake has something similar but uh i didn't expect them to do it again on a whole new like playthrough for a, or a whole new uh formula of a game yeah it's really good to see more and more games coming out with these like killer um accessibility options i know god of war ones won a bunch um i just learned about this one recently i uh made a point to watch a review and kind of preparation for um you talking about this and there's there's a few different ones that uh i can't remember what everyone i think one other one dodges for you as well and there's yes. another one that does something else and i don't remember what it was yeah but, so um, yeah those are the same uh there's a dodge um, there is another one that will give you like a, a parry option you'll see. And okay. there's, there's one other one as well, which I did not use. The dodge one was the one I kept 99% of the game because it saves your ass the most. And it's, it's uh, yeah. cool. It's not super intrusive. It's just like a little circle that pops up and just has R1 in the middle and it has kind of a quick speed, you know, it drops down. Oh, okay. So I if you see. don't hit R1 in time, well, then you're going to get hit. But uh, if sure. you can time your parries right, which I never really hardly used the parry um, ring or, you know, whatever the accessory was you could get um, because I was using the dodge one all the time. But it did this super cool slowdown thing when you would parry someone at the right time. And then it would kind of pause, but you're still moving at your speed. So you can still keep waylaying the shit out of the enemy and just doing some okay. wreck damage it was awesome it was very cool kind of stylized kind of all uh Bre like breath of wild tears of the kingdom when you do a perfect dodge yes that, that sort of thing yep exactly okay. exactly like that yeah it wasn't Got maybe it. as stylized the uh the the breath of the wild one's definitely more stylized when you get to a a perfect uh, uh which I, I don't remember what they called them in zelda right now off the top of my head but um yeah those were yeah right on point they're pretty much the same thing uh, it was just super cool and something you didn't get. I didn't get very often anyway, uh, because they were definitely tough to parry. You got to time them like really, really perfectly. But it was a neat little payoff when you ended up doing it. And, the, you know, the, nice. the other cool thing about the, the, the gameplay and the combat is how often like they're talking. Like all of your characters will just be talking in the midst of all this happening. And you can, you know, hear the banter. But then... Clive will be saying stuff and he'll be kind of trash talking the enemies when he do something cool. Uh, I thought that was <laughs> okay. awesome. Like, you know, when you would dodge something just the right time, he'd be like too slow. And then like, you would, you know, get back in attack and he'd be like, <laughs> no, not this time. And like, you know, it was very final fantasy. It was, I mean, yeah, there was so that's much some cheesy final fantasy. Exactly. Stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's just that, that part of, of final fantasy, I think is, never going to go away and i never want it to go away that's just that's one of my favorite the yeah. camping the campiness the 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 quirkiness of the final fantasy stories but still weaving in this like serious moments and and epic you know 
uh, story is it's got to be hard to do first off, but this one had it there. Definitely. Um, some of it missed the mark. You could sense some sarcasm that was coming from Clive, but he wasn't. Uh, he, it's well acted. It's well voiced, but it's like he wasn't quite sarcastic enough. So it was like I kind of caught him. Uh, I was like, OK, okay I get it. He's, this dude's super dry like I am, you know, so I get it. I get it. I'm kind of chuckling under my breath at stuff, you know, or just kind of scoffing a little bit like, OK, but I don't know if it hit with a lot of people. And I think that might have been a little bit of a disconnect, too. They didn't quite get the humor because it was in such a different Got way. It. But I, I love the, the the main protagonist. I thought Clive was awesome. Um, he would be one that like I would definitely have a statue of, you know, because I'm I'm the statue collector guy. But, uh-huh. you know, beating the game and and playing it and the connection I had to is like, yeah, I definitely liked his character a, a ton. Like probably I will see what happens with Final Fantasy seven. But Cloud is a badass. I like Cloud a lot. Um, <laughs> and I and Cloud I, has a huge ass sword. He does have he has the biggest sword. Yes. So I, I'm I'm not sure. We'll find out when I'm done with seven how I feel. But. Clive's Clive's awesome. He was very very cool. Big tough. Big I tough definitely guy. agree. He was he was very good as the you know main protagonist and you know taking trying to help save everyone and that was definitely a good character for that. Yeah, I couldn't really put a pin in who he made me feel like. He definitely has Captain America feels like Geralt. He does, yeah. And there was a lot of times he sounded uh, like Geralt okay. too. Like he, he sounded, sounded like, like him. Yes, Henry Cavill's Geralt is who he sounded like yes. a lot of the time. Got it. He did. Got it. Um, okay. With a little bit more of the the, I think he, I, I don't remember if he's European, but the the actor, uh, you know, he definitely has an accent. But yeah, Geralt with you know more of a you know yeah. accent. Like, do you remember in The Witcher when Geralt would be like, Geralt would just be like, fuck. Yes. You know, Clive is like, fine. And I'm like, wait, yeah. is that Henry Cavill? Like, yeah. is Geralt on screen? Yeah. Get, get a little flashbacks during it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, mm, I need to watch that show again. And I mean, they're just cursing in this game, too. So that was another thing that I haven't seen in a Final Fantasy yet. They went full mature on it and they leaned hard into the to the That's swears. Cool. That is different. Um, that that was different. Uh, they got a little risque every once in a while with, you know, the story like they would show like side boob and a, an ass crack or something like that. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like something so much worse. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. Some 16 year old, I'm sure, was having a great time. But um, yeah, for me, I was just like, just show it like I was just like, come on. I, it's a mature game. Just show it. Who cares? It's, you're trying to do a Game of Thrones thing anyway. You know, there's enough nudity in that, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fair so, enough, fair enough. But they did tame that part down a little bit, I think, probably to not get an adult rating, which I'm sure the ESRB would have hit them with. But yeah, like the the gameplay and the story definitely stood out, which really surprised me uh, that they both kind of had a big attachment, or I had a big attachment to both of them, um, continually wanted to play. Um a couple of things on the gameplay that I did put that, I mean, the game's not all sunshine and rainbows over here. It does have some problems that I can, can pull out. Um, even not using the, the ring of square or whatever you want to call it. Um, it, it could still get a little stale. Like I was, I was about 50% in by the time I swapped over to that. It, it was just because 
you're running in the same enemies, you're doing the same attacks to them. Like even if you're swapping yeah, between your your character abilities, um, it it freshened it some, but it didn't like make it super fun. It just okay, that's a little different, you know. It took me a little longer to fight them, but it was a different looking fight, and it had cooler other moments, you know. Sure, sure. Um, couple of my other notes. Uh, the overall choices to be able to play the game um, with the control scheme that they did was I I, I kind of put this uh, we talk about weapon wheels a lot on the show, right, Josh? So, mm-hmm. yeah, this is one of the first games that felt so good and didn't have a weapon wheel. It was like, OK, I'm at, I'm into this. Like everything is done. OK, with the triggers. You swapped between your abilities with the left trigger and then you use the right trigger and then a face button to activate that ability after you've, you know, swapped to which one you wanted. Um, so it would be right trigger and then you'd either hit like, you know, X square triangle, that kind of thing. And then that would be whatever ability you're using. Oh, um, you could also okay. hit circle, which circle was always like your kind of dash move where you kind of disappear and appear, you know, 20 feet away or whatever, real quick to get over somebody. Um, but I still think this game could have done with a weapon wheel better because they limited you to only three. I feel like a weapon wheel could have given mm, me all eight okay. of them by the end of the game. And I could have just continually been growing the weapon wheel as it went. And I was a little bit bummed about that because you end up getting like elemental power. So um, you get fire, um, which you can see on screen here. And then when this particular character is defeated, you end up getting wind. And then you get another character later with uh, the one Heather was joking about, the uh, Thanos lookalike. You get like rock. Um, Then you get, um, what's, uh, you get ice. And then you get electricity. So those would be like the, the main five you have for a good chunk of the game. And then some things culminate at the end and you gain more as well but you're kind of funneled to just those three. And I would have, I would have liked to be able to use all of them at any point in time without having to pause the game and then going into a menu and then selecting a new one. And to my knowledge, you could only do that outside of battles. I never tried to do it in the middle of a battle because battles could get even, even, you know, pretty heated. Um, Even before I was using the, the whole square accessibility situation, it was a pretty tough situation. Sometimes you get into with a lot of these characters. So got it. Got it. So a weapon wheel would have been cool to have. Um, one of the other things is crafting. Like there was really no crafting in the game. You could get stuff as you played and then you could take them back to people and they would craft okay. for you, but you could not craft on the fly. So you couldn't craft potions or, you know, magical oh, that's very abilities. Old yeah so i think that was kind of a miss i would have liked to have been able to like at some point build a camp and then just craft my stuff you know a lot like you can do on the witcher or you know other games obviously uh you know you can you know build a fire and cook in zelda right same kind of thing um that was a little bit of a miss for me as well and then i would have liked the um i don't know like it just goes along with the crafting. Like I would have just liked the ability to be able to do other things besides just the small things they give you. Cause I, at any point in time, you can only have three things equipped 
for your defense. So either your health packs or potions, um, a few different kinds of those you can make or buy. And then your uh, like strength and then your defense, like of potions that you could, you know, attach. Oh, uh, sure. But gotcha. there wasn't really very many variations of those. There were very few of those. I was really only looking at like two or three different kinds of each of those. And that was it. And I would have liked to have just seen a little bit more of that kind of stuff um, just to kind of mix it up a little more and add a little bit more, you know, just flare or flash, you know, to what I could personally go and make instead of the game just handing me each thing I needed. If I was going between, and you can only carry so many of those, by the way, you can only carry four potion. Um, there is a side quest you can do, but the side quest took a few hours uh, from everything I read to go do. And it only allowed you to hold like two more potions and that was it. And I was like, yeah, it's not really worth it to me. So I'm not going to oh, do that. That's a 50% that's a increase. That's, that's pretty big. Yeah, but for me, it wasn't because I wasn't using potion like I just didn't have I didn't have the need to use them a lot of the time. There was uh, a couple of fights it, I got, got into it. toward the end that was like, oh, shit, this guy is going to kill me. And I did. I did die at one point there at the end. I didn't see it coming. I don't know how I died. And I remember telling Heather, I was like, oh, shit, I have no idea what just happened. He <laughs> <laughs> was like, wait, what just happened? I was yeah. like, um, you died. <laughs> And I mean, I had potions and stuff I could have used, uh, not very many left, but I was like, oh shit, if I'd have known that, I would have used it. But um, that was one of them live and learn kind of things. But yes, um, just a little bit more crafting stuff and, and a weapon will would have been a little more personalization, right? Yeah, exactly. There, there really is none mm -hmm. of that in the game. There's no like you can make Clive look one way or another. That's very static. Like he... His sword will change when you get a new sword. His first sword looks so stupid. It was like very yellow and very brightish blue. And he's like decked out in black. So I was like, what's the point of this? I'm lost. And then even my son said that he's like, that looks so dumb with your clothes. I was like, yep, it sure does. I was like, I had these like <laughs> Fortnite feels to it or something. Like it's just this weirdness. Uh, rough, and then rough. the first time I was able to upgrade that sword, which took a little while. Uh, it finally looked cool. It looked like a proper sword. And then by the end, my sword looked awesome. So it was very, very cool. Um, nice. I don't know if uh, I don't know if that particular sword is is on. Yeah, it's the sword here that you can see on screen. It's like. It's it's just look at it. It's like so bright compared to the rest of the character. <laughs> it's just this bright yellow blade. But, I like the contrast, but yeah, if it, it can get a little colorful it sounds like it didn't fit the world like it didn't make sense like they they had like this because nothing of... else is like colorful exactly. it's all like gray and brown and silver oh, yes. and then you have this Reds. like bright yellow sword yeah you you did end up with some it was like it was in the wrong piece of the game like if that mm -hmm. sword would have showed up like toward the end of the game where you're in like areas that are like gold and white and bright and vibrant then it would have made more sense but they give it to you in the beginning where everything's just like dark and they're, you're like you're fighting in the dark most of the time in the beginning and like the game the the, the sword just didn't i'm go. seeing it now yeah yeah it is it is lightly cartoony yeah. it is exactly exactly it has like neon effect to it for some reason so it just didn't quite fit but then eventually as you build up and open and unlock new swords oh then they look dope like they look so cool toward the end and oh, yeah. uh it was it was really it was really cool to see that part go. But you really um, Clive only gets one change of outfit, which this is his starting outfit that you're seeing on screen. 
and then he gets one more later and then that's it. He's in that the rest of the game. So there's no like playing around with that kind of stuff, which I'm okay with the, the static look of a, of a character yeah. I am cool with. I don't need to piss with making them look a certain way. Um, I know that's the way of the world with our microtransaction world. We live in that. You got to buy everything to look different, right? Yeah. Nope. Yeah. They want this character to look this way for a certain reason. And I didn't get any weird like glitches with things going through necks and heads and stuff that you get on all that other stuff. So, uh, um, <laughs> yeah. It really didn't break That's my fair. version. So I I, I was I was definitely respectful for that. I enjoyed that part. Did not, not a ding yeah. at all for that. I just would have liked to maybe the first sword just to be silver. <laughs> you know, just a plain silver sword. Not yeah, yellow. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. So some of your notes here and some of the things you would have liked to be different. And I, it shows our, just our difference in play styles because every time you're like, you're only restricted to three. I'm like, ooh, less choices means I have to work harder? Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> uh, Very true. So like a lot of things you're saying, I'm like, I don't know, man, this makes me want to play the game even more. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I really so think you did... would like it. I think so, man. Um, I've seen some gameplay, and I'm, I'm looking at your footage now. It's very, very, very cinematic. I like the bright, the bright uh, spell con and magic contrast against, like, you know, the more muted background. I think that's very stylized. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's not the first uh, game to do it, but I think it's probably one of the better ones to do it, for sure. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, and then, you know, with game the Game come out. What's that? When did this game come out originally? Uh, it was a March it was... release. Oh, it was so it is recent. Okay. Yeah, it was a oh, 2023 yeah. title. Yeah, it had a bunch of uh, nominations at the Game Awards. It had potential to do really well. Um, June 27th. <clears throat> okay. Got it. Oh, I, that was... Speaking of, like, cinematic things, like, I feel like they did kind of... Which I know video games take a long time to make. Oh, yeah. But I do feel like they borrowed heavily from Marvel. And then I swear, I swear, the big bad guy reminds me of Vecna from Stranger Things. Possibly. Okay. Yeah. The way he talks and like his yeah. mannerisms, like oh, yeah. he, his more his demeanor. He reminded, than it is. He reminded yes. me more of, yeah. of Mr. or Dr. Manhattan from The Watchmen. That's who he reminded me more of because he was very monotone. Okay. He was very like in his place. Yeah. He could hover. He could make things like basically create things, which is what Dr. Manhattan did too. I mean, the dude moved to Mars and started building his own place, mm -hmm. you know? So maybe yeah. it was just like the voice, like the actual, cause he did sound very similar. True. That's true. To Vecna. He did. You're right. You're right. Josh, what was your question there? I know. I, I think I cut you off a couple times. Oh, I no probably worries. did. I was before we get to move too far away from like combat. How, I know you played on story mode, um, but how do you, how do you think it would feel? um as far as difficulty goes and like at like a base level or a higher difficulties do you think it'd be you get your ass kicked all over the place like yes dark souls style or do you think it's yes. Okay? okay yes i do i would yes, say I is it on a scale from dark souls to, <laughs> to zelda you know where are we at it's more yeah. dark souls than it zelda. is more dark souls no doubt for me um i mean there were moments where even playing in story because hey guys I don't give a shit. I'm not amazing at video games. I don't have the greatest reflexes in the world anymore. I'm here to admit it. Even playing it, in story mode, there were moments where I was getting my ass kicked because you run into a bunch of people, bad guys, whatever they are, 
and part of it's learning, but a lot of it is like, oh shit, if I was playing this on normal, I would be having a hell of a time. And then to watch where the game ends up Got it. as you run into more, you know, hectic, you know, big bads. By the end, I was like, oh, I don't think I could have beaten this game any other way. So, yes, this game, I have no doubts in my mind, is in the higher echelon of difficult. Nice. Yeah. I mean, first of all, play however it makes, however you're having fun. Who, I, who else what, gives a shit? What I do, yeah. exactly. Yeah, exactly. I'm, not, I'm not judging. Man. <laughs> exactly. I, I am. I'm a glutton for for punishment. Uh, <laughs> not everyone else is. So if <laughs> doing whatever gives you the higher level of enjoyment, fucking go for it. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I was curious because it looks like it has. I just from what little I've seen, it seems like it has potential to be difficult. But yes. um, some some games strike a different balance than others. And uh, when you beat their, it, their you get. When you beat it, you do get the new game plus mode on this. And yeah. that adds the fantasy mode, which is the highest level of difficulty, which has oh, leaderboards nice. and everything with it. So you I just got an email oh, today you can from compete it. with people. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I just that's got an email awesome. about that today because it registered that I beat the game. I beat the game Wednesday. So it's been a day. So the game finally told PlayStation, hey, send this guy an email <laughs> and uh, it was like, hey, you can go in and go in the new game plus and go to Final Fantasy mode and you can play the fantasy mode and get on the leaderboards and try to become number one, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, that's pretty cool. Not for me. <laughs> <laughs> that is cool, though. That's, is. that's the first time I've seen that out of like a single player game. That's, very, very true. I didn't think about that. Yeah. 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 So it 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 does a lot of things right. Absolutely. Um some of the things uh, I wanted to mention on performance, if you have any other questions before we move on, I can talk about that. No, you're good, man. Okay. Uh, real quick, Heather, you asked how long it was in development. Seven years this game took to be made. So it's... Whoa. Yeah. So... Wow. Sounds like it paid off. Long development time. That is long. Yeah. Time. So started in, what, 18? 2018? 2016 to 18 in that realm? Something mm -hmm. like that. 2016. I mean, it, came, it came out in 23. So it would have came out in... 2016 or been started in 2016. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, so then Vecna was just a coincidence. Yeah. They were ahead of Game of Thrones or uh, ahead of, ahead of, uh, <laughs> ahead of Stranger, Stranger Things. things. <laughs> um, graphics. I'll, I'll get into graphics actually. Cause I mean, we're seeing it on screen here. We've been watching it for a little while. The, the, the game is, I mean, for lack of better terms and words, it's stunning. Like, it looks amazing. It Good just, Lord. It From just the, does. I've seen clips, and this game is gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's the, very, very pretty. Yes. The, the biggest things that stood out to me, though, were, Josh, you already said it, the effects, like the magic abilities and how they contrast and how they look, and then the environments. Uh, the top two things in the game for me were those just watching it all co go down in battles and, you know, just as you're just going through the, the world and looking for every nook Very and cranny nice. and chest, the way everything just kind of felt lived in and all the towns, you know, and the, you know, the ones that were lived in the ones that were tore down, they just had really great attention to detail. It was awesome. Um, the facial animations though, I do think they can do better and actually I know they can do better. And the reason I know that is because, and immediately after I finished this game, I started playing Final Fantasy VII Remake, and they are a thousand times better in that game than they are in this game with lip syncing. Lip syncing mm -hmm. is okay. just... 
I have a really hard time with it. Uh, and you guys tell me if you feel the same way, but like watching something that doesn't match exactly bugs my brain so bad. Mm -hmm. Yep. So yep. bug me about Starfield. Yeah. Yes, yep. exactly. So it's when like, they're saying... am I lagging? Are they lagging? <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because if it's just barely off, you're like, you do have that moment of like, I should put like, the brews down. That? But... <laughs> right? <laughs> Too many brews tonight. Exactly. Um, I mean, it, there were moments that come out like a puppet. Like it was just the mouth opening and closing. There was no like, you know, cheek features. There's no like lips moving. It was just open, close, open, close sort of moments. Now, they didn't happen mm. constantly, but they were happening enough to notice by me. And I think a lot of that has to do with the game. And I, this is only stuff I've read. So you guys can roast me in the comments or whatever if you want on this. But <laughs> it's like they make these games in Japanese and then they dub them and voice them in oh, also English. But when that happens, from what I know, there's a technology that they put in the games so that when the characters are being told what words to say as they're getting fed their lines, even though they're a video game character, their mouth will change. It will actually start, you know, emoting and opening and closing the way it should in English because it's obviously going to look different if you're not speaking English. And I don't think it quite works all the way. I think there's still some work to do there. That could be fair. Yeah. And I feel like yeah, Final I Fantasy... noticed that a couple times. OK, good. Yeah. But I feel like Final Fantasy seven remake, for some reason, it feels like they took like extra steps to make sure all of it matched all the time, no matter what language you were watching it in, playing it in, whatever, because last I'm night sure it was it like special when they would say the letter, you know, L, you could see their tongue in their mouth move and touch the top of their <laughs> the roof of their mouth. You know what I mean? Like that. Yeah. Like it, that's crazy to me. Um, so that did, uh, stand out for me that something that could have been, you know, improved upon in this game. And you can kind of see it in some of the footage that is playing here. Obviously I don't have any uh, audio to go along with it, but, um, a lot of times it, <clears throat> it just could have been better. Um, you mentioned Starfield and yeah, it's nowhere near that bad. Thank God. Oh, uh, I didn't think it was. No, yeah, no, no. I didn't think you did, did either. about the game. Yeah. But, but like, that's like a perfect example for the wrong way to do it. And yeah, this this game is definitely it's not like a mega mega negativity thing or anything like that. It was just something I noticed because um, I could be kind of picky when it comes to that. And it does break my immersion. Like Heather said, like we're watching TV, we're watching a movie like you feel like you're there. And then all of a sudden you see like these like little hiccups and like the voice not matching the mouth. And you're like, um, ah, damn it. You know, <laughs> that kind of stuff. You just look past it. And keep, <laughs> keep enjoying what you got in front of you. But uh but yeah, the yeah. battles, the environments, and the effects, like, top-notch, man. The cinematic battles in this game are so amazing. They look crazy. They're so freaking amazing, dude. Like, I can't believe how good they look. Uh, they're so cool. Um, I just love watching them. Like, they were just... And that was the cool part about it. Like, you're in a battle, but you still get to watch the battle and play it at the same time. So, they... They would have, and you know, this is a little hot button for us, Josh, but they have QTEs, but they're not like annoying QTEs. They're literally yeah, like, good. push one, push good, one good, button, good. push one button. Now enjoy. Tap this button 10 times. Give me a, give me a mash. Cause you're fighting against something. You're pressing uh, hard. Right? God of War style QTEs. Yes, exactly. exactly. Okay. Those so, I still don't love, but I accept. 
Exactly. Yeah. Same here. So, and they fit, they fit it fine. They're all happening in a cinematic thing. They don't like take away. They're not like these, you know, big black scenes and there's like this big pink button that jumps on the screen or nothing. Like everything kind of blends <laughs> in. So you really don't notice sure. it. And sure. even when you're like mashing the button, like the screen's kind of like crushing, like, you know, down. So there's effects to it too. That, that means something. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, the style of this game is, is bar none. Like, through the roof like it just looks amazing Hell and yeah. even watching you play it like those scenes where it would cut and like it would be a cinematic scene and then you would fight like to me watching it it just looked natural very good very good point i didn't mean i didn't mention that but yes it is completely seamless nothing changes nothing loads not nope. a thing you would never know that like we talk about ghost Damn. of tsushima where you go from cutscene to game you know that's hard to see this is the same sort of thing. Like you'll be like enthralled in what's happening in this awesome boss battle. And then all of a sudden it's like, press R1. You're like, Oh shit, this is right. I'm fighting, you know, like, <laughs> and then like, that's it'll... the Testament dude. Yep. Yeah. And then you hit the ground and like, you're still, you're still fighting. And then like the camera will do this like cool pan around and then kind of zoom out. And then like another section of the battle will start happening. And you're like, Oh shit, I got to dodge. And then you got to like get right back into doing it again because nothing changed. There was not like a, a, uh, a beat change in the music there's not like uh, a dialogue you know that happens that makes you think you're going to switch it just all happens on the fly and this that goes along with the style like i was saying it's just so amazing and well done i, I can't believe how good it was damn um well speaking along those lines we're talking about graphic graphics and gameplay uh performance as far as the console goes uh, one of the things i put down here was <laughs> Um, the game actually made my console make noises. Okay. My PlayStation five is pushing the PlayStation. <laughs> yes. five. That's impressive. That's a yes. first dude. It is a first. I've never had that happen. Um, there was a few times where I'm like, what's that sound? And then I was like, oh shit. Oh man. My PlayStation's over there. Like it's tweaking. Like it's like, oh man, I need to work out a little more, you know, like it's grunting a little bit. So I totally understand why people in the beginning were saying that this thing was like destroying their consoles, like causing them to overheat and things like that. There's obviously they've done something better since because I have a, you know, a launch console and it powered through that thing. No problem. But it was definitely groaning at a couple points where it was making noise. It's never I've never heard my console make a sound ever. And it was making <laughs> oh, sounds. Oh, boy. <laughs> So all that, right, duly that, noted, well-ventilated spaces is yes. what you're looking for. Yes, exactly. But uh, load times, I mentioned earlier, they basically don't exist. And I, I th the way this game it looks and all the things that are happening in the game, kind of impressive. Like, I mean, it, it is impressive. Uh, it's, it's like on the levels of like Spider-Man, but not quite up there. Like Spider-Man mm -hmm. definitely had... It had a cooler load screen, obviously, almost bait. I, I'd say they that had load, some tricks. I would yeah. say that load screen did not exist in Spider-Man. Like it just didn't. It just did that cool nope. animation and it was there. Um, yep. They exist in this game. They're like a slight, you know, one or two second black screen. And then that's back on, um, which I kind of just I, I you know what? Maybe I'm giving it too much credit, but I kind of feel like it was like one of the moments of like when you're watching a television show and they're about to switch scenes and it does fade to black. And then the next thing that happens is something new. 
it feels uh-huh. like that. Like, you know, you go to your map and then you need to go into another area where you're you're traveling to and it just kind of fades to black and it comes up and then you're just kind of walking up on a grassy hill or something now and then the camera pan okay. behind you. Here you go. Let's go. We're into the next bit of whatever's going on. Next episode. <laughs> Not kind of too thing. bad. Yeah. <coughs> um, there were some frame rate issues. I did notice um, they always, always, and prove me wrong if you guys can, happened when you would be running and spinning the camera in 360. And I did that a lot because I was always looking for treasure chests. I was looking for anything I could pick up. Uh, And there were definitely slowdowns in frame rate there. Um, Don't know why it was only there. I never had them in battles. Um, I only had them like you see on screen where I'm running around hunting everything here. Um, I only had them in these moments where I would be like spinning the camera and the running in one direction. They would just kind of judder on me. But other than that, I can't complain uh, a whole lot. That was really it. This game is so stable. I I did not have a single crash. I didn't have a single glitch. I didn't have a error of any kind in 34 hours. So I'm not going to complain. (laughs) It's just a small little thing that I noticed. Yeah, and I heard that in uh, the review I had I had listened to. Um, some people even while I put in performance mode had a couple of stutters in frame rate. Yeah, and I, that's what I was running in was performance the whole time. Um, I did a Got couple, it. you know, I did a, bom- a bounce back and forth like, oh, do I want visuals or do I want performance? And I was like, you know what? It looks good already. I'm going performance. <laughs> you know, I'm not. I don't need the extra <laughs> you know, bit. Uh, yes. Uh, anything, uh, I didn't answer you guys want to chat about before we move on? No, I think you're good, man. I think uh, you're covering that pretty well. Um, audio is where I was wanting to go next and talk about, uh, the music first off the music, Heather, (laughs) Heather, the music. The music was awesome. Yeah. Like it was very, very different for a final fantasy game. Like there was like some rock music, some pop music, like. You know, big battles going on, and I'm like, wait, this is Final Fantasy music? <laughs> like, it wasn't the same, like, you know, feel, but it felt right for the battle, like for the what was whatever was happening at that point in time. The music was playing, like, it matched very, very well. Yeah, it it was. There were moments when the rock music hit where I was like, oh shit, they're doing something here what it, i'm liking this <laughs> like awesome. this is sweet as shit like cool moments are happening whether it be a boss battle or something crazy happening elsewhere um i was like wow this i did not expect at all like to be like involved in the music so much and the 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 vocal music you know the dun, 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 you know that kind of stuff was happening all the time um and you you kind of it kind of got you into the vibe but they would always kind of twist the music in this this new way that just always kept ramping up the battle. Like the music ramped up with the battles. It wasn't like it was one static thing in the background. It was so well done and it just felt, oh man, I, I don't know. Like I just, I got goosebumps playing and like the story and the beats and how everything were coming around and, you know, obviously the boss battles too. But it wasn't just those bits of music that were meaningful. I mean, like there's an amazing score that goes throughout the the game uh, when you're having conversations that are, you know, meaningful and kind of heartfelt and things like that with your teammates. Um, 
the music's hitting right. It's it's really doing that thing that movies do where they the music makes you feel right. Like you you have it. Yep. And without oh, it, yeah. you're just kind of like, oh, I'm watching some people talk. That's eh, OK. And they, they throw <laughs> it in there. Oh, man. Yeah. It, it hits the feels. It makes you feel like, you know, what's happening. So this is uh, the award that Final Fantasy 16 took home. It was yeah. nominated for a bunch of stuff. This is the one it took home. And I know, I think, uh, I know I at least I posted, I think we had talked about it a bit, um, but there's definitely some discussion on the Discord during the Game Awards that, like, I th- at the time, I'm like, I haven't played the game. I won't pass too much judgment. I feel like Zelda got a little robbed here because Tears of the Kingdom oh. had, also had incredible music. It did. But it's, it's starting to sound like Final Fantasy definitely earned that over Zelda. It did. You know what? And, you know, I hadn't even thought about the award winner but yes yes i mean the music they hit in this was i was epic on every level and when it needed to be somber it was somber for the right points and moments of the game and it Mm. really just hit home everything you wanted to you know feel in those moments like you either wanted to feel like a badass or you wanted to be like concerned or you're like kind of you know quirky little things are happening so there's kind of quirky music going you know like there was the right beats on everything and it was like yes yes so i i would totally agree that yeah for for music for me yeah this this would be zelda for sure that's awesome yeah yeah that was definitely one of the questions if it deserved to win the award and definitely definitely sounds the case because I remember, yeah. like, I remember Zelda gave me, like, the goosebumps, you know, when you get the, the first big fall and they got the title music. And oh, like, yeah. This is the coolest thing to ever happen in <laughs> Zelda. Uh, and, and they're like, who's taking the award for music away from Zelda? Yeah. Final Fantasy sixteen. Square yeah, apparently knocked it out of the park. They they really did. And that there's there's moments I want to go and find and see if the soundtrack's, like, on Spotify or something like that, because I just want to listen to it sometimes. Oh, because it nice. sounds good. I know there's a vinyl that you can pick up of it. And I know they just they're putting out a vinyl. I think oh, it just released. That's cool. For um, Final Fantasy seven remake as well. And I hear awesome. that's awesome. they're going to do one for Rebirth. Yeah. Yeah. So that's very cool. But yeah, well-deserved win as far as I'm concerned with that. Yes. And I completely forgot that it won that. But yes, I know why. And if you play Josh, you'll know why, too, because it's it's killer. Good. <laughs> really, really good. Hell yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. It, it literally just felt like watching you play a movie. Yeah. And it was like, I mean, it was 34 hours long, but it was very well paced as far as how that all went down. And I think that's what made it feel like for Heather, like so much more enjoyable to watch because you'd fight for like maybe 10 minutes, you know, get through battles or whatever. And then you're into a cutscene that would take, maybe 15 or 20 more minutes. You don't know. I mean, they could range. They ranged all over the place and they were all worth watching. And all of it was really enjoyable. And again, like I said, probably halfway through is where it got to the point where I could, I could go, Hey, um, I'm just going to put this thing on and press the square button. It's going to look really badass now. And I think that made it more enjoyable to watch because the battles looked cool then too. You know, it wasn't like, uh, oh, yeah. You know, he, why is he not doing the one thing? Oh, wait a minute. You know, there was always something because of how that system worked. 
it was always able to like keep a, keep something primed and ready for like one of your combos. Got it. So it yeah. just worked. I mean, there were moments where you kind of had like a 10 second cooldown or something where you're just kind of hacking and slasher and throwing fireballs or something. And then it get right back into the rhythm again, like doing it all over. And it all worked. It was all great. I mean, there's an amazing ability that he did. Um, it was one of the first ones I, I like maxed out where he'll, he throws these wings out of his back and he just, he turns on fire and he just screams really loud. And it just lets out this like giant flame that just surrounds radius is enormous. Basically if it's on the screen, it's going to die. And (laughs) it would, it would just destroy everybody. And he would just let out this like roaring scream and it never got old. Like it wasn't like, Oh man, I'm sick of hearing the scream. It was like, it, it felt right in the moments. And when you would use it, uh, you know, whenever you chose to, and maybe part of that was because, you know, the cooldowns are there for a reason. So that didn't sound like it was constant, you know, but yeah, that's I, yeah. I wrapped that thing up all the way and he would, he would let out that yell and he would like destroy half the things on the screen. And then the other guys that were even more strong, he would let out another one, you know, one more. And then like, like, and he could just sense it. Like you could sense, like, and you're sitting there holding the controller and you're like flexing your biceps. You're like, you know, like (laughs) take it. And then like the second wave of them would all die too. And I was like, dope. That is so cool. Like it was just, it was just so well done. All of it just felt so good, but it looked so cool too. Like it was definitely a game that you could just watch and play like, or not even play, just watch. Uh, It was awesome. Uh, yeah, there are very few games that I can just sit and watch you play. That's like true. usually I'm sitting there beside you, but like to be pulled into it, it does take a lot. Yeah. And when I think for you, uh, you're reading books that are very similar to what was going on in the story because you kept saying stuff. You're like, that looks like so and so's ability because there's there's a part in the game where you're walking around. There's a fireball that just kind of goes with you and that's your light. And oh, yeah, I said it was like the fire sprite in my book. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. oh, there, that's right there. That's another connection for her to be like, <laughs> OK, yeah, this is cool. And that just gives you more reason to go make my books into movies or video games so I can see them, you know, with, you know, my eyes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So and, and I think I that's like the cooler part of this game for me was just the not just what, you know, Heather and I being able to like check it out together or whatever, but like how they made the game feel so new and different, but still to me, I felt like I was playing a final fantasy game. I feel like if you ripped the title off of it and this goes right back to full circle with your first question, Josh, if you just rip mm-hmm. the title off of it and you start playing it, you're going to know it's a final fantasy game. It's going to feel that way. Got it. It's got the look awesome. to it. The characters. Oh, it definitely the... has the look. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. And the banter between the characters and how all of it goes together just hits like it all hits together and you get the, the, all the cheekiness and the fun and you know, it, it continues like it just, it's always come. It's like compacting, compiling. And I mean, you get some characters toward the end, like, well, it wasn't even toward the end, Heather. I think there was one girl. Um, now I'm just not going to spoil it for anybody, but there's one particular character who kind of helps you go on certain missions, kind of points you in the right directions. And there was a lot of sexual tension between you and her. I mean, there was a ton of it. <laughs> like you can. Yeah, I said tell. we can see where this is going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and but but 
small spoiler, it, it didn't go there, but there was just constant like sexual tension between you and that character. Now there's also sexual tension between you and another character. So you, you definitely had like this new feeling of a story for a final fantasy that I personally have never seen in a final fantasy ever, which was very like, I just, I honestly, I just wanted to say the word erotic because like there are erotic moments in it, but they're tastefully done. They're not disgusting. They're not like, Oh, that's so stupid. You know, like they're done like a game of Thrones was done, you know, Now game of Thrones didn't do all of them tasteful, but that was on a purpose, right? Not all of them meant to be (laughs) tasteful. Yeah. Yeah. All of it in this game was tasteful. And you know, the, the, the story had an awesome arc. It had ups and downs and, there there were some twists that had me lost until clear at the very end um when heather mentioned you know the the big bad uh at the end of the game that i was completely lost on one thing that happened at the very early onset of the game like five hours in that still hadn't been answered until like two hours to go i was like what's gonna happen with that one thing that i know is going on and then and they you know they culminated it and i was like makes sense i get it now i you know i just love that because there was there was always questions of things you didn't understand that intrigued you to keep playing the game but they ended up answering all of them and then at the end of it uh they the game is over and then there is an epilogue so you guys can watch the epilogue which I recommend holding the X button, by the way, and just fast forwarding through the credits because the credits are probably two hours long. Um, oh, yeah. A game this production level. Yeah, it probably yeah. has everyone under the sun working on it. And I put out a poll. I'm not sure who all had time to answer, uh, but it looks like it, what it turned out to. I did. I just did a simple question. I was like, how did you feel about the ending? Because when the ending was over, which I'm not going to tell anybody the endings, no spoilers. But when the when it was all over, I was like, Okay, I'm curious what other people thought. So, everybody, I just posted on Twitter and I, I did a couple of other polls, and it turned out about 75% of the people enjoyed the ending, about 25% did not. And it's, I don't think it's like a divisive ending. I think it's just like your understanding of the story and kind of how you feel, you know, sure. things went. Okay. So kind it's, of I your think, interpretation. Exactly. It's all it's open to interpretation. It's it's open to debate or discussion. Got or it. Okay. But I like that. Uh, and you know, it's similar to uh, Josh. Have you ever seen Inception? Oh yeah. Okay. So you know the end. Does the top stop or not? Right. Is yeah. it is, is it wobbling? Is it going to stop or does it stay going forever? Is he still in a dream or not? We don't know. But you get to choose, and then that's your happy place. Where whatever one you choose is your happy place. No big yeah. deal it's a lot like that. Like there's moments where that feels this way or one way or the other. I think the ending was a little more definitive to one thing versus another, but the internet okay. doesn't, the internet's always divisive, right? That's how, that's how it is. But, uh, I, I really enjoyed the full story, the full arc where it ended, what happened, all the things, they all made sense. And I, I couldn't have been happier with the game. Like I, I, I was thoroughly surprised and uh, honestly, I was a little disappointed that they didn't let the demo go 10 more minutes. So I would have bought this six months ago, (laughs) (laughs) you know, come on. Yeah, I got you. I hear you. (laughs) So yes, well, big, big, big W as far as I'm concerned. 
definitely worth a pickup. Uh, this is a full price purchase game as far as I'm concerned. It It is linear, but it is, to me, it's a $70 That's fine. worth of linear. I mean, I put 34 hours in it. I played it on the easiest level and I died a few times, which means if you play it on normal or hard, you're going to die a lot and you're going to end up like 100 hours in the game. That's just what's going to happen. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, Just crank up your difficulty you. level. Yeah, just to get more gameplay. Uh, that's how they did it in the 80s. Right. Um, <laughs> the, the, the review I listened to said about 50 hours. He said, but that person did like a bunch of side quests and stuff too. And that's that's what I was going to say too. Um, you know, joking obviously about the difficulty, but you can you can easily go do more looking around, side quests, things like that. I wanted the story and I just beelined it and I did not. Sure. I was not disappointed. I, I didn't think I missed really a whole lot. Um, I did read into and you know, saw a bunch of other things where people mentioned that some of the side quests filled in some of the side characters backstories, like where you didn't know where they came from. But yeah, I kind of like the mystery of that. Sometimes I like just kind of filling in the backstory on my own. And sure, I don't really need to have their backstory. I'm like, I know why they're there, you know, because of whatever, you know, this happened and I can plug that into it and I'm good with it. But if I want to know the full backstory, I can play through the game another time and just go do all the side quests. Cause this, this game, not crazy, like the Witcher, but it's like, I'd say half as much as the Witcher when it comes to how many, like they're green, uh, like circles that are all over the place above people's heads. Oh, got it. Got it. Yeah. That's going to get you all your side quests, all the green stuff. And they're all over. And you can kind of just go all over the map and just check them all out and do all little side jobs for them. And, get more gill and upgrade, you know, as much stuff as you can uh, throughout the game. So. All right. Yeah. Yep. It was good. Uh, I'm, I'm going to have to give it a five out of five. Like I, I, I can't, I can't give it anything less than that. I mean, there wasn't an, any major problems. Uh, I enjoyed the story, the gameplay, uh, you know, the art direction, the cinematics, the battles, it was the music. Oh my God. It was, it was amazing. It was all, amazing hell yeah final fantasy's first real win i know 15 got some pretty good reviews but uh i think right. feel like this is final fantasy's first big win in probably 10 or 15 years yeah I, I feel like this one is top in the ranks for a lot of people um and the, the community around final fantasy i did not realize you guys are awesome you guys are really, really cool. Like, I've never really interacted with a lot of the, the fans of Final Fantasy. I've joined a couple of Facebook groups since playing the game and, you know, sharing that I'm playing Final Fantasy 7. They're all like, you know, one-upping me and out of boys and stuff. It's like, I mean, this is nice. Like, the internet's not all hateful. This is cool. Hey, dude. <laughs> Hard to argue with finding a cool community. Yeah, awesome. exactly. Exactly. So uh, that, that was a pleasant, uh, you know, one-off I didn't expect to get after uh, finishing the game. So, yes buy this game is definitely worth your 70 bucks uh pick it up on sale if you can i ended up getting it for 40 bucks uh during the holidays but i would have paid 70 and i still would have given give this a five out of five because it's that good hell yeah man all right any more questions for me before we move into some thumb wars and and head out Nah, some of these i have written down uh you got into before i could ask oh, <laughs> ask okay. about them so yeah <laughs> thing it's uh it's all covered for me all right nice nice so what what's your leaning you're gonna you're gonna pick it up and play at some point you're gonna wait on a sale what are you thinking 
I know you were on the fence. Dis- Discord and a lot of our loud crowd have recommended highly as well. They have, man. This game sounds pretty awesome. I don't know if I'm going to uh pay, well, not right away. I got Golden Sun to uh to finish oh, yeah. up, but <laughs> but probably relatively soon. Yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah. That's awesome. And Heather, she'll just have to watch me play Final Fantasy 7 now and see if she likes that story as much. <laughs> yeah. It's everyone's favorite. Like it. 7. It's the big one. That's our thing. You play a game and I'll sit there with my book and watch and read. Yeah. Well, and I think you even recommended this game to your girlfriend or you mentioned something about that to her at work, right? I did. Said, hey, yeah. She's yeah. Yep. I said, hey, you should. he's playing Final Fantasy 16. And I was like, it looks so cool. And she's like, I've been wanting to play it. but And then she's like, oh, I have my brother's PlayStation. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Hey, buy the game on his account. If you're if you're watching, buy the game on his account. <laughs> then you get it for free. <laughs> and then mis- misplace the console until you get it. Um, I want to hit up chat here before I end totally. Looks like we've got a question in chat. Do I feel like there is a good reward for exploration? You know what, man? I didn't mm, do a ton important. of exploration. Now, I do know just from my research and reading, there was uh, a lot more... Uh, like story that you could have got from exploration. That's the biggest thing I noticed. I did do a lot of exploration as far as like, you can see me on screen, like just kind of going in every room of the castle, you know, and, and finding every nook and cranny, getting every chest or every shiny, you know, thing off in the distance. I went to all of those and got those right. But I didn't really go hunt. And I, I didn't really get much like, you know, you'd pick up some gill or you'd pick up a potion um, and I already had plenty of those and I didn't need more. So when you pick up a, a potion, the game was smart enough, I think. And I didn't really look at this hard enough. If you had full health, you would you wouldn't pick up potions. You would pick up other things. You would pick up like, you know, maybe like a strength ability or, yeah, you know, a defense if you didn't have one of those or you would pick up like. Uh, some sort of a crafting thing that you could take back and pay someone to craft something for you with it, right? When you needed health, you would pick up potions. So I think that was done on purpose. I did notice that because when I was low on health and I just didn't use a potion after a battle because I was negligent, you know, <laughs> just going around, um, <laughs> and I would be like, oh, picked up a potion, picked up a potion. And if your potion was full, it would auto heal you. So you would automatically just use the Got potion it. instead of it just not being picked up. So I know there had to be something going on there because there was never a point like Josh, we play a lot of 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 uh, Horizon Forbidden West. And um, mm-hmm. when you'd walk up to something, she, you know, my, my pack is full or I'll send this back to my stash or it would just say full. Right. You just couldn't pick it up. Yeah. Never once did that happen in this game. And I love that that I didn't even think about that until this question arose. But yes, that always the game seemed to be coded to know what I either needed or giving me something I could use later when I would pick it up, even though I was full of potions or whatever it could have been. That's good. Which was very cool. Yeah. Now that I really think about that, I never even, I didn't even put that in my notes because it just kind of became this natural thing that I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> this is very cool. So yeah. Oh yeah. But yeah, uh, exploration was more for story from everything I saw and uh, doing some of the side quests, which I did in the beginning until I realized how many there were and was like, I don't have time. I want to try and finish the story. I want to get a full <laughs> breath of the game. And uh, so I did. I kind of beelined it after probably the 10 hour mark because I realized, oh, God, <laughs> I should be farther than this by now. <laughs> do you but, think uh, you'll go back and do the side quests? 
you know, I, once I finish seven, I, I can see myself going back in and playing, but seven and then rebirth are coming out like back to back. So it could be a little while, but I do like it enough. <laughs> like it's, it was easy to pick up the accessibility and the story and then building more story behind that. It'd be kind of like watching behind the scenes of a DVD or something, you know, that's kind of how I think of it. Um, that would be cool. Like just to build a little bit more of those characters of things that weren't spoken to you the first time through, but like watching or playing a DVD with co commentary on, right. I used to do that a lot too. Yeah. 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 So I could, I could see myself doing that just to kind of build more uh, lore of what was going on in the story. Okay. Since final fantasy has this thing where they don't continue a real sequel. The same one. <laughs> I'm not going to get any more Clive and, and Joshua and, <laughs> and Sid and everybody. So that's a little sad, but um, I can, I can always revisit, but yeah, I, I wouldn't put it against uh, myself to go back and do that. I think I'm, I think I would be inclined to do that with this game, which is rare. Actually. I don't revisit too many yeah. games. So, it is very hard. rare. Usually once you beat it, you're like, I'm on to the next thing. Right. <laughs> And now New Game Plus is on there. It gives me more of an incentive to do it. I don't have to put it in hardcore mode. I can just go New Game Plus and keep the same mode and go in with all my cool shit right from the beginning. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah. All right. So we're going to do some of our Loud Thumbs Thumb Wars, which is our new thing we're doing at the end where uh, Josh and I will come up with a question, multiple choice answers. We got to see if we can get it right. Video game related. So... Uh, there's three of us tonight, so we'll ask our questions to the two others and see who gets it right or wrong or both. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Find out. All right, Josh, you want to take the lead? Yeah. All right. So my question is, what Final Fantasy was the last turn-based game? Oh, yikes. 9, 10, 12, or 15? Well, I know 15 10. was not. I know 15 was not. You said 9, 10, 12, or 15? Yep. 10. 9, 10, 12, or 15. 12. 9, definitely. Go with your gut, Hale. Well, 10, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 10 definitely was. Mm -hmm. I didn't play 12. I know 13 was a newer style. I think action RPG. 14 is an MMO. 11 was also an MMO. Yep. 12 could have been when they were playing with action RPG. Okay, I, I am going to go ahead and go with 10. I think you I'm both wrong. got it. Oh, we did. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I thought maybe yeah, you pulled 10 me on was that the one last 12. one. Okay. Yeah. I couldn't remember if they hit MMO and then they jumped back to like, oh, that didn't work. Let's go back to our roots and then went back to, okay, let's play around again and do something in 13 because I knew 13 was. 12 was a little bit funky, too. It, it played a lot more with, like, positioning and stuff. Oh, but it wasn't okay. quite, like, the same turn-based stuff that, uh, that 10 did. Gotcha, gotcha. <clears throat> All right. You guys ready? Here's mine. And I, I didn't go Final <laughs> Fantasy. I didn't, I didn't go with the meta. Sorry, everybody. Um, <laughs> I went with something else that was fire that was on my mind. So I went with a Spyro question tonight, and I have... No. Oh boy. What is the name of Spyro's dragonfly companion? Oh, Jesus. Sparks, Cinder, or Glimmer? Oh, I know. It's Cinder. Yes, Cinder. <laughs> I know this. Final answers 
B Cinder. Uh, yep. I had yes. no idea. I, nope. I played zero Spider games. <laughs> is it Glimmer? <laughs> it's Sparks, actually. Sparks is his Sparks. Name. Yep. I thought it was Cinder. Sparks the Dragonfly. Hmm. So yep. That's a fun game too, which I need to play. I he's he's all he's all up here on the right side of my of myself as I'm playing here today or podcasting, but um those are just I feel like our games. daughter I do too would like I, to watch you play that game. I think she would like to play that game to be honest with you. Yeah, so. I think she would too. Checks out. Yeah. Yeah. So all right, y'all. Well, that's it. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the review tonight. And thanks again for Heather taking the time out to to be on the podcast. That was fun. Yeah. I always like coming on. I'll come on in March when Princess Peach game comes out. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, solid call. Yeah. Solid call. That'll definitely be a purchase for sure. Yep. Uh, Maybe I'll even get me those pink. Um, Joy-Cons. Joy Cons. I was brain farting there. Sorry, I've been up since 5 a.m. today, so <laughs> I will allow it. It's all right. Brain farts are okay on the show. They happen. They do. Yes. It's all different when you're live. If you yeah. have it is. And if you haven't seen those pretty, pretty pastel pink Joy Cons, I highly suggest you go check them out. Yeah. They are brand new and they are a limited time and they are coming out with the game. Um I think they're pretty hard to come by right now. Last I checked, they keep popping up every once in a while in stock, but they keep running out, which is to be expected with Nintendo. Oh, they're out already? The pre-orders are. Yeah. So they Oh, pre-orders, okay. Yeah. But the pre-orders run out. Yeah. So yeah. I know. Yep. I keep thinking about it. Yeah, I know. They'd look good on your little switch there. It would, wouldn't it? See, I was thinking <laughs> that too. <laughs> I'm the one that showed them Very to nice. you, so yeah, I kind of figured that. I know, I know. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, hey, we're gonna get out of here for tonight, and thanks again for tuning in. Remember to tune in daily as well. Uh, follow us on Twitch and YouTube. Hit the bell so you get all yeah. the notifications because doing that daily news. So you find that over there, that news with Nick. I bring in every day around 5 p.m. or so is when I try to knock those out. Those have been going uh, really well. A lot of fun. Uh, trying to bring positive news uh, during all the layoffs is hard, but it's it's part of it, I guess, you know. <laughs> but yeah. yes, tune in for that. Be sure to check out our YouTube and Twitch channels. All the links are below. And uh, we'll be back again uh, on the next one. So until then, game on. Volume up. And stay loud. <laughs>